Welcome to Pot Not Soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh damn, enjoy the show. <laughs> Zip? I don't know how you keep it in your hand all day. <laughs> the thing, I mean, damn it. You guys. We're talking about fidget spinners. Yeah. Nothing else. Uh, Brad got a fidget spinner. I got a fidget spinner. This thing is very, very entertaining. I, uh, I think you use too, Distracting. too many Distracting. Varies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I... I it, it, it can spin for like two and a half minutes. It's this, crazy. Yeah, this would be great to have at your desk. Yes, it's 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 definitely like a desk thing. During yeah. meetings, during the fifth during meeting, meetings, <laughs> the fifth <laughs> meeting. Of I don't the think day. you're looking per- yeah. very professional walking in with a a twelve year old toy. How many CEOs well, you can hold it under have, the table? have right. well, no, 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 because then it looks like you're fucking yeah, diddling yourself like you're under the table with something the whole time. else. That's true. Uh, That's welcome true. to Pop Not Soda, everybody. Your weekly sits patch of pop culture. Yeah, we are episode sixteen. I think it's fifteen. Fifteen. I am always because it was off fourteen, right and you want Damn and you it. made last week fifteen on purpose. The <laughs> only t- roll the only every. time you've said the episode <laughs> number with conviction, you were dead wrong. <laughs> just give wrong. me two dice, and I'm just gonna come up with a random number. I'm just every gonna let week. you know that dice only go up to twelve. So we it, need three. We dice have now. a lot of repeat episodes. <laughs> yeah, three dice now, four dice now. <laughs> Snake eyes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian, give it a big spin though, real quick, and we'll see how long this thing goes. Oh, should we time it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll just keep it. Yeah. We'll we'll call it out on the episode. Yeah. But ladies and so gentlemen, you guys just spun it. Like Dan said, welcome to Pop Not Soda, episode fourteen. Episode fourteen. <laughs> yep. Your weekly sits patch of pop culture, where we talk everything and anything um, that you want to hear. Yeah, we got stuff going on this week. Dan and I are about to get to a movie premiere. Yes, um, we are about to um, go see Brett's favorite film franchise. Yes, of all time. Alien. Alien. I thought Fast Five already. Ca- oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, uh, Bridget Jones Diary. That was two months ago. Mm. That's his second favorite. Triple X. Is it a franchise if it's only two? It's three. Oh, it is because this was Bridget Jones's baby. I missed the third one. How? How? How would you ever miss that movie, Brett? See, now that would be my favorite franchise if <laughs> I saw was, the third one. That was the third Bridget Jones. <laughs> I was let down from the sequel, but if the third one picks it up, I will be back, and it could be my favorite franchise. Uh, but yeah, we are going to go see Alien. Alien Covenant, which yes. is if you're looking at where this falls into the timeline of Alien movies. This would be movie number two in the chronological timeline. Taking place, like, uh, I think about 11 years after Prometheus. Exactly. And it is where Alien, the original, is number three, I guess, then? In that franchise? Okay. So, Um, uh, so the original movie is now the third in the timeline. Yeah. Uh, But Alien Covenant, it stars uh, Danny McBride. It stars a one James Franco, Catherine Waterston. Catherine Waterston. It stars Eric Bana. I mean, you can't forget Who? about. I don't think he ever stars in a movie. He just is in a movie. <laughs> That's a good when it comes to Eric Bana, Mr. Eric Bana is in it. Yeah, yeah. He was Mr. Manhattan too. 
Oh no, that's not Eric Bana. No, that's not that Eric wasn't. Bana. Oh no, that was Billy Crudup. But yeah, Billy Crudup yeah. is also in it. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's no. You're Eric thinking of yeah, yeah Billy Crudup. Eric Bana is like uh, Munich. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The original Sorry. Hulk. Billy Crudup is in it. They look at very similar. Oh, 100. They do. They yeah. do yeah. look okay. similar. So, sorry. Uh, Mr. Manhattan is in this movie. Yes. So, look, Eric Banner. Michael he has, Fassbender. He has, he has such a high star power that I don't even know what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and Fassbender's in it, too. Yeah. Yes. Playing yeah, yes. two roles. That we know um, of. Yes, so far. Right. So. I think he'll play more than that, but. Yeah. We'll see uh, how that goes. But I think the real question I have for our big fan, Brett, here is what is are your expectations for this film, which has to bridge the gap between Prometheus and alien. Uh, So to start with it, uh, my expectations are somewhat low. Um, I think as soon as you go back on a franchise, uh, I don't know, like retconning stuff. It worked out for star Wars. (laughs) As soon as you do retcon on movies, uh, hey, yeah, well, there's a gamble. Well, no, actually, a high gamble I think, at stakes. Real quick, Star Wars is a good lesson. Don't do one through three, but do Rogue One. Good call. So there yes. is a good way to do Side it. Side stories, not plugged up stories. Yeah. But he already started with Prometheus, so yeah. So yes. is that his episode one through three, mm. or are we gonna go watch Attack of the Clones right now? Brian was telling me about this earlier. Yeah, so I did. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna go see it. Um, Thank so. God. Um, more time with Brian is not what I need. Yeah, I'll give you the spinner, Dan. I can keep you busy. I can think of. We didn't even count how Wait, long this stopped. thing went. Damn, Brian, it. you were supposed to keep. Track I did. Of it. I looked at it. Uh, it was about two and a half minutes. Okay. okay. Well, you didn't call it on an air. I'm gonna um, try to. Do, I did. I'm gonna try to beat that one. Well, right I didn't now. want to interrupt. Here we go. The convo. I'm gonna go. Was Brett right talking? Because Brett was talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so back to Alien Covenant. Um, I did read a lot of. Um, reviews on this movie since i'm just gonna wait to see it at home Uh, a lot of spoilers and um you know one of the really common themes about the reviews is that it does feel a lot like the original alien in terms of the way that it's shot Um, just like how dark and gritty it is and how violent it is um so that part i'm into um but uh but no i mean i agree with brett and we were actually talking about this before we started recording um is that I'm just really tired of series being reinvented or rebooted. I mean, you know, there's a time to do that. Uh, maybe not like within a decade, you know, uh, or two. And I just really want to see like more original content coming out. Um, you know, there's been some some great original movies uh, that have already come out this year, um, and you know I'll get off my soapbox and we can talk about Alien some more. But you're nailing a good point though because I think what happens is like either you explain too like what I'm afraid about with this franchise is there was mystery in Alien. You didn't know why the the eggs were there. You didn't know, and as soon as they start explaining more and more about that. That's what kind of slowly detaches me more and more from caring about the franchise and what actually made it cool to me. Um, and that's what I'm worried about with this is it's just going to get to the point where there's going to be a solid explanation to a lot of the mystery that actually brought me into the franchise from right. the get-go and why I come back to those movies all the time too. Um, Eventually, the magician's going to run out of tricks, and so then he just has to show you how he did the trick. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 
Well, I think the existential crisis that this franchise had with Prometheus is that if you are looking at Alien, it's a horror movie. It is a horror movie set in space. And I think that goes for Aliens is well, very much in the same manner, but it started to go very action-y once yeah. you hit Aliens 3 and yeah. what the hell is that terrible thing where they well, clone Like, they her. all had, like, a different feel to it. I mean, like, Aliens was James Cameron, the second one, and that was, yeah. like, the... That was the action, like, Terminator take on It did get very action-y after yeah. the original oh, yeah. Alien. And oh, then yeah. you had, like, David Fincher's, like, which was so awful. But, I mean, it was David Fincher's take on it. But it was, like, this, oh, Alien like, Resurrection. That's Resurrection. Or it was Alien 3. Aliens Alien, 3 was, Alien like, is better than Alien in the prison. Though. Well, ah, I wouldn't argue with that. Yeah. But Alien 3 had, like, this agree. nihilistic tone to it right. where, like, no one cared about their own prison together. And then 4... Um, was the one that was done by Jean-Pierre Junet, which was the guy that did Amelie. Oh. Um, so it had like this really cool atmospheric take yeah, to it. Was, but so the plot was very. Uh, um, so, so so four. There's there's a four, so it goes one two three four then resurrection or is four resurrection? No, four, four is, is resurrection. resurrection. Four is resurrection. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. With so so, resurrection, uh, which, which jumps yeah, right. like yeah. two hundred years in the future with the clones of um, Ripley and, and and they snuck the droid in again, yeah, right, which was the right. original take because like the two and three you knew the droid right away. Um, I and, don't know. And so when you get me to Prometheus, is Prometheus was let's go into big. This lasted Sci- about two minutes, by the way. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so Brian lasted longer than you. Yeah, good job. Um, <laughs> Dan, you're up next. Yeah. Prepare to be impressed. So oh, it stopped already. Keep going, Damn. though. Uh, <laughs> premature again. What I was saying about the uh, film franchise with Prometheus is Prometheus proposed these big questions. Not just about the movie Alien itself, but let's take this universe and let's create some theology. Let's create some, some mystery of... Well, maybe we can give some questions about why not just the aliens exist, but why humans exist, what the purpose of life is, who are these um, engineers, and really go into like the mythology of the creation of this universe that these horror and action movies have taken place in. However, it failed to actually try to answer any of those questions. It proposed them and didn't answer so what I'm hoping Go for... Go figure, Damon Lindeldorf. <laughs> One I, more time. What I'm hoping for is, with this movie, not the it, the uh, ignoring of these questions, but really some meaningful answers from Prometheus. Because I think instead of apologizing for Prometheus, hopefully they redeem that movie. Because it did have so much potential. It did. Yeah, and do you think, for sure. Do you think, now Dan, when we watch it tonight, will there be a cohesive closure to Prometheus to then lead it to Alien cuz what I've what I've heard so far and that's what I'm fearing tonight is it seems like Ridley Scott was very very aware of how people felt about Prometheus the Alien fans of it and from what I've heard is quote unquote like a malicious dissect of uh Prometheus plot from this franchise moving forward now where it is it is very intended as soon as something happens in this, you're like, damn, man, I, uh, okay, that is Prometheus is done, um, which sucks because, I mean, at that point, that's a lot of, like you said, a lot of good questions that were raised that side story to Alien made Alien pretty interesting because they rode parallel on the road. But don't put them on the same road 
and make everything explain itself because that's where I'm now I'm going to watch Alien and probably see a lot of stuff in that and go damn it that's why that exists that's yeah, why that, exists. that sucks right. man that that really sucks well I think and, go ahead Brian well I just can't imagine that this was his his vision going into this you know Prometheus and then back to Alien Covenant um, so I think it was a combination of a lot of things, definitely fan feedback. I'm sure he got a lot of pressure from the studio when it didn't make as much money. 20th century is a bitch. Right. As they were expecting. So they're just like, all right, well, you know, let's press reset. Let's put together the formula that, you know, is going to make us a lot of money and it's still going to, you know, allow you some creativity and that's cheating. How was this cheating? We didn't get to do that. We Dan's, just Dan's did. pulling the you gyro could, yeah, on this uh, spinner right now. <laughs> no one said you couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have upset. our ADD listeners <laughs> listening right now <laughs> and just going, "What the hell's happening with the spinner? Right. What is happening with the spinner right it's now?" It's still going. Yeah. Oh yeah. So first of all, <laughs> if you don't know what the spinner is, um, because you know, again, you're not 12 you're years old. You're living under a rock too, because every adult news it's story. It's like what on right local news has been about a fidget spinner. The fucking kids are all over these spinners. It's like Pogs. It's like uh, the Tamagotchis. It's Crazy I'm, Bones, Pokemon cards, right. Tet Dets. Every fad you can Tet Dets is the original fidget spinner, by the way. And I'm sorry. I'd rather have a Tet Dets than a fidget spinner. Well, no, because you can sit there and spin the f- the f- the spinner and not be a distraction. Because with the tech deck, you're sitting there and it's, you know, clinking on your desk all day. And you're fucking throwing it across the room and hitting Mrs. Anderson and... The back of the head. It just ended, by the way, the fidget spinner. So if you're timing at home. I think you might have I think been three the top. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. I think you might have been the top. Well, you're fucking cheating, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. Great <laughs> if I keep this up, I'll be president. But I think with Prometheus, the one thing that with this franchise, I should say, not just Prometheus, but with the Alien franchise, what it could learn from Fox is how they've treated the Etsman movies. Where if you are backing yourself into a universe where you are becoming stale and repetitive, which, as Brian has said, this film could be seen as if you're not coming for the horror and the stairs and the monsters, a genre switch is something that can revive a universe if you're looking at Logan, if you're looking at Deadpool. Yeah. Where you are taking the content of this universe and you're transforming it into a different style of movie, which then keeps those fans interested. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like on the complete opposite end of that too, just strip it back to what the basics were. With, with That's no, what this is, with, right. but I mean, the, the <laughs> but I like on a, a deeper level to just pull back all the layers mm. of explanation and like, right. just leave it just, very ambiguous and let stuff happen let space be very very horror driven as it is and as they discover stuff you know there isn't an explanation to it i don't want that because that's what's going to kill this whole thing well i think a lot of that has to do with i mean just the nature of entertainment now how everything is so analyzed and and it's done so quickly right um so someone can put something out instantly and it can create a lot of buzz and you know as a director maybe you don't want to sit there and have to answer those questions or leave you know your fans ambiguous if you look at films that successfully leave fans ambiguous who kind of leave them the answers you're looking at an inception movie Mm -hmm. you're looking at 
another Ridley Scott movie, Blade Runner. You know, yeah, yeah. Deckard's a replicant. Spoiler yep. alert. Um, you're looking at those movies that can. It's ambiguous because there's like ten cuts of that movie, <laughs> so you don't know where the stack falls. Um, on, right. On, yeah. On the end scene of that but unicorn. There's, there's, there's those movies that will propose those questions that will just leave them out there, you know. Um, and I think the the person who's done it the best is Nolan with Memento and with inception like really leaving you with a the hell did i just watch and what i'm watching really mm-hmm. what was happening well even with batman too yeah true yeah. you know yeah so um but it's difficult because like you said brian that filmmaking is i think more scrutinized and you have so many eyes on it so many people freely exchanging ideas where you're not just watching uh you know uh, Roper and Eper, yeah, and um, well, and you wanting have, you know you're getting your thumbs up and you're like, oh, okay, that's yeah. it. And you have to work with the, with the right studio too. I mean, yeah. when you think about it too, a lot of these studios and producers are not going to fu- like fund something that's going to piss a lot of people off that they don't understand walking out of the theater. And who knew this? So you have to find the right studio, and I think like 20th century is like the most cookie cutter. We need like <laughs> saw like explanations to things <laughs> right. and it's just like well that's actually your lion's cute. date uh miramax i'm sorry yeah different but i mean the, the, they are one step I below that saying. yeah it's yeah. just like there's so much blatant explanation to things where I it's like what you're gonna run into what old man sat in this room and was just like so pissed off at so much right. ambiguity i don't get it yeah, yeah. explain yeah. everything yeah, 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 what you, like, what oh, you God, don't we gotta watch. go back and cutting board for three months now uh, look at uh here's a here's like two great examples one hollow halloween two perfect example is, mark christopher lawrence yeah yeah there we are. but the fact that they had to give jason this mythical explanation of why he wants to kill michael Jamie myers Lee, sorry fuck me i said jason it's all good that's terrible michael myers they had to give him this leave. i should uh this is gonna be last, my bad. last episode guys we just want to um, call people from screaming yeah <laughs> michael myers i know that was bad too so um they give Michael Myers this whole like ancient curse background about how he's got bloodlust to kill his relatives. Like that was unnecessary. Just leave his motivations because what's terrifying, especially when you're working with a horror genre is the unknown. Like the scariest parts of movies like alien is the fact that you don't know what's running around and you can't see it. And to kind of tie all of that together, um, Brett and I were talking about this before the episode as well. Um, so Danny McBride is rewriting Halloween. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And a lot of what he said he wants this franchise to go back to is just that, you know, the thought that, okay, this guy doesn't need to be a fucking superhero and like oh. indestructible. He's just got to be a scary motherfucker in the shadows who's willing to cut your head off and, you know, that's like that's real fear, right? Like if he's indestructible, it's not scary anymore because, yep. you know, he's not going to be able to be killed. He's just going to, you know, be indisposed for a certain amount of time and then come back. Yeah. And I remember, it too, it's it's in Scream. It is the perfect explanation to it. It's motives are coincidental. And yeah. that is that that is the most terrifying thing when you think about it. Watching a horror movie franchise is <laughs> the lack of explanation as to why all this madness is happening is why I am so scared at watching this stuff. I, I mean, and and Scream is like one of my favorite movies. I've mentioned that before. And they do break apart. It, they even 
for being a commentary on the horror genre itself, they made the same mistakes in Scream 3 by trying to tie everything together. By saying that this ultimately, this everything that has happened in Scream 1 and 2 are results of one character in Scream 3. And he put everything in motion because everything's tied together. Yeah, but, but it was almost like a fourth wall though too. Because I mean at that point like you, you, the studio was involved with the franchise going off. Where you could kind of tell like the, it was like a heavy nod at going right. like. Hey, it was we, getting pretty meta at even that it, point. Yeah, yeah, even if the train derails this yeah. much, we're still kind of nodding and you guys can laugh at it or do something. Yeah. You don't want somebody to take it so seriously, Zack Snyder it, and then just blow it through the roof but with explanation. The fact that it was Billy Loomis and uh, Matthew Lillard's character, who I can never... Ran, Randy? Stu. No. Stu. The Stu just did it because his friend was doing it, and his friend was doing it because he thought her mom was a whore. And yeah. that's, that's all. That was all the motivation there had to be. Yeah. Like, uh, the just strangers... Bored high school kids, you know? Well, yeah. the strangers is the best thing. Oh, like, their motivation, yeah. where they're like, why are you doing this? You were home. Yeah. That shit is terrifying, and I don't need to know the background of the, the the people and the strangers because that takes away the mystery, takes away the horror. Where that's a specific thing that happened. Yeah. When you prey on horror in movies like this, the fact that you can make the audience feel like it could happen to them is the best thing you can do in a horror movie. Yeah. And when you give them too much explanation, too, then. You take that away. So I think that that is our universal fear of Alien Covenant is yeah. if, it, if it is trying to nail down the horror element that it's trying to call back to on Alien, um, I'm seeing a lot of teased explanation that I do not want in this movie from trailers, from reviews and things like that where I'm like, yeah, Ugh, that's, I mean, that's really, really scary. You can give me really some scary. more gore and you can give me some, some answers to what they answered in Prometheus. But I don't need to know all of the ins and outs of how Xenomorphs came to be. Right. I think it's going to be a combination of both. I think that the action is going to be very alien-esque um, where, you know, it's it's dark, it's violent, um, it's very suspenseful, uh, you know, a lot of jump scares, things like that. But I, it, But I also think that the way the plot will play out will be a lot like Prometheus, where there is going to be a lot of info dump. You're probably going to be bored for a good chunk of it because you're going to be like, I don't really care. You know, this yeah. is just covering all your bases. Somebody's stumbling upon something and then all of a sudden having like a 10 minute explanation as to why this is relevant to like six movies. And it, it just yeah. is. It's scary. Like, I mean, if you and that's <laughs> it's six movies, if you don't include AVP and AVPR. Which I mean, that's another. You, I mean, we will get to that those, too. That technically, this universe. I mean, we'll get to that too. Brian and I were off. talking about like right. we don't need to talk about the conversation no. we had earlier, but I mean, that's another thing too. I I, I will tell you because you would know those movies. But if they are gonna put a predator or tease a predator in this, I will walk out of the I will walk out of the theater. Dan, like, you have my like, word on it. Uh, Ridley Scott will destroy Brett's lifelong fanhood of oh, this 100%. whole Oh, 100%. Franchise. I have a Prometheus. It's literally right behind right me here. right now. He's yeah, pointing at it. It's a full-sized movie poster. I got this from somebody that w had a hookup at AMC movie theaters. Um, well, we no, aren't getting paid by I think that you mean, theater, by the <laughs> you way. You mean the point to that one, right? That's the one I got uh, on a he's got very, two, very, very – oh, That was like oh, Coachella yeah. tickets. He's got two. Got, yeah, yeah, I have two, two. two of them. Um, yeah, so – And you bought those before the movie came out? 
Yeah, actually. Yeah. This and, one is signed. This one's a, This is. is 79 out of 150, I Who's think. it signed by? Uh, the, art, the artist that did this Mondo oh, posters. Nice, nice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what we're hoping for is that Ridley Scott doesn't turn this into a trope of a horror franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, something that we were talking about, too, with the Alien franchise is it all starts with something popping out of a dude's stomach. <laughs> and... Uh, for better or worse, this got us on the conversation of what are our favorite movie snacks and what type of movie or food do we sneak into the movies? Because there's always like the generic, there's the hot dog, the nachos, pretzel. like the stadium nachos, the pretzel, oh, pretzel. Um, the box candy. And it's always like the size of candy that you could get at 7-Eleven for, for like, a dollar. Yeah, a dollar. But yeah. it's in a box that's the size of like $3 or something like that. It's yeah, such a ripoff. Dips, uh, like the the ice cream. Oh, dibs, dibs. Yes, that, that is. I've only seen people eat that at the movie theater. That's true. Yeah. I've seen people eat that at a stadium as well. Actually. Okay, well, okay. Fair, but fair. yeah, same same kind of concept, right? I'll say this: fuck movie theaters. <laughs> first off, for your goddamn price gouging. Um, but the the only thing that I would ever get in a movie theater and not sneak in is p- the popcorn. Uh, I get a pretzel. Popcorns, yeah, you gotta have popcorn there. Yeah, I don't like popcorn. See, that's the that's the difference. I don't like popcorn. Okay, that's fine. You want the pretzel though? I'm going pretzel. Do you get or nacho actually, cheese with the pretzel no, no, or is it I mustard? Get, I get cinnamon sugar. Ooh, usually. So it's but, like a dessert pretzel. Yeah, usually. Unless if I don't go pretzel, the only other thing I buy when I go there is an icy bro. Like I want strawberry or blue. Oh, blue. You go blue raspberry. Oh man. Yeah, or blue raspberry, white cherry, white cherry. Yeah. White yeah. cherry. Okay. yeah. You get that mitts. If you got the good movie attendant, here's a high here's, school kid that's he working there. Up. He'll hook it up with the, the swirl. <laughs> here's a little life hack for our listeners. If you do go to an AMC theater, I think they're the only theaters that, that do this. They have those machines now where yes. you know, like you pick your own soda. Um, they also have it for the icy. Yeah. So if you order a small drink, which is still Seventeen dollars, uh, far less expensive than an icy, and then you just go fill it up yourself and get whatever you Pretty want. Sure it's the same price. Pop not soda does not endorse uh, <laughs> yeah. this life hack, but we will recommend <laughs> that, that. That is one of our new segments. Uh, life ha- uh, Brian's life hats unsupported by Dead and <laughs> Um No, I will tell yeah, you. Yeah, what's some sixteen-year-old kid gonna be like? Oh no, sir, you got to pay extra. No, Come I will go tell kick you. Rocks. I once went. I was at the mall one time. We were gone shopping. We're like, oh, Dan let's, has a horror let's, story. let's go see a movie. Let's, let's go see a movie. This is some Ridley and Scott like, shit right you know, here. I am a fan <laughs> of cinematic adventures, so I was like, all right, let's go see a movie. But we had just gotten some Wetzel Pretzel, and I got some Pretzel Bites. And this movie theater was absolutely no outside food or drink. Mm. Well, I had had a hoodie, so I was like, I'm just going to carry my hoodie in, and I'll just – I'll just hold or it just over my arm. just put it in your hoodie. Well, yeah, that's basically, I put it in the pocket of like my hoodie. Like in the hoodie. hood. You know, I'll tell you. Okay, keep going, but I'll tell you. We have a discussion to talk about with right, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I just have, I'm holding on to the bag, and I'm also holding my jacket. And so in my, so I walk in, I give her my ticket, and she's like, can you shake out your jacket, please? And I look at this 16-year-old girl, and I'm just like, so I take my jacket in my other hand, and I'm st- I don't move my hand from underneath, and I shake it. And she looks at me and she's like, really? And I'm like, like she knew right away. Apparently this, this is like, and I was like, yeah, what's wrong? And she's like, ah, fine. And I was just, I was taken aback by the fact that one, why do you, why, why do you care so much? I would and, just say no. I'd say no and walk in. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to tell me that I can't come in. I, I purchased this ticket. Yeah. 
And after all this airline bullshit that's happening in life, <laughs> just happy. YouTube it. Just YouTube yeah. it and you'll be fine. Well, just yeah. YouTube it but and I, you'll I be was fine. like, that's the only time I've ever had someone actively try to be like, I want I need to I need you to like I'm going to pat you down. I'm going to check you. You know what? I'll tell you though. I'm on the fence on bringing food in. And like first let's talk about it. What's the snack that you so would I'm gonna, sneak in? I'm going to be really fair. I thought you would love to sneak things in. Well, I do. I love sneaking things okay. in. But we'll we'll talk about that. What's the one thing you have to sneak in though? If you, that I would yeah. or I have uh alcohol. Alcohol? Really? I uh yep. I've Damn. definitely brought a flask or two to the movies. Good job, Dan. So that last like quarter of that movie is a little hazy. Yeah, I just on those last nights. It's a, good, it's a good time. Yeah, especially if I go like the lot or somewhere that serves alcohol. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that coach, and I brought my own whiskey. So I'll tell you mine. It's Mamba's. I don't know what, what it is. Fuck? I don't know what it is. It's it's not Starburst. You cannot. I cannot have Starburst. It has to be Mamba's. Uh. It's weird. It's it's so weird, but yeah, I don't think I've ever too? had a like, mama before. Fuck? Oh man, they're good. They're good in a theater. You have to have them in a theater, sure. though. Yeah, it's so. so that you can't look at yourself eating them. It's so dark. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not eating so a mama. No this is just a mystery treat. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Brian? Uh, well, I'm definitely a uh, a sweet type of snacker in movies. So uh, I will I won't go chocolate and sour because I'll either do you know, like sour worms, sour gummy bears, even regular gummy bears on occasion, or we'll go, you know, like uh, Junior Mints, always oh, a classic. Mints are always a classic. Uh, Reese's Pieces, another favorite of mine. You know Too sweet for me. Just give me the cup. Well, you can fucking snack on your pretzel and just <laughs> settle down. Over All right, there. whatever you say, UT. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I definitely go sweet. Um, so I'm either going chocolate based or uh, the sour side. It makes sense too because we went and saw Guardians the other week, and I bought a large popcorn for literally fifty cents more, and he didn't touch it. And I was like, "Dude, he's got to have some you of it." You should have taken like, the M and M's, put them in the popcorn. That's what I should have done. Yeah, yeah, there. caked it on with some sweets. You know, he actually, I did carry in a, yeah. a gigantic. That would have cost me five dollars more yeah. though for those M and M's. You know why he bought that large popcorn? Because he cut a hole in the bottom. Oh, of course. I knew that was his strategy for sure. We see through that. Hasn't worked for fifteen times that we've gone to the theater. So it's gonna work one of these times though. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. So. I will tell you though. I am. There is – I am on the fence, though, about sneaking in food because I went to see Life, the movie, with my dad uh, back in March, and somebody snuck in, like, pad thai or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are, the certain, there are certain food, certain foods that – yeah, and there's an etiquette to it. Don't be a dick about it. Don't bring your fish – don't – it's just like the office. Don't microwave fish. It is office rules. Yeah. Office rules apply. Uh, if you're sneaking it in, it's it's – the work refrigerator. I can't remember what movie. Or the work microwave. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't bring in your microwave and heat up your fish in the theater. That's a, that's a faux pas. I can't remember who I was with, but it was an Asian couple that was in front of us, an older couple, and they legit brought like half of the refrigerator. You know, like had appetizers, a fucking main course, dessert, and nothing was. Um, you know, traditional American food is very ethnic, uh, so very um, spicy and, and, and fragrant. Um, nah, it definitely wasn't Japanese food because, you know, Japanese food's fucking boring. It's rice and I fish. Like and, oh, yeah. I mean, so do I. I like I, the euphemism. Wrong. Fragrant. 
Yes, very floral aroma is coming from the uh, the couple in front of me. Um, but no, I agree. That's that you just don't do that. No, bring in some fucking there, processed, packaged garbage. Uh, you know, enjoy that for two hours. I have then. I have a friend who brings her large purse every time we go, and will always always have like a sandwich. Like what kind of sandwich are we talking though? Like stinky meat yeah, or like, like no, no, no. peanut butter and jelly. I'm saying like she went tuna to salad. Like, she went yeah, to like see, Subway or uh oh, Jersey Mike's. Anything. Yeah. We know Brian brings that stuff in <laughs> yeah. every day. Every freaking yeah. week. Yeah. Or like uh Not anymore like, Subway. She Fuck always <laughs> she always has something like it just it and a can of soda. Like a can of brings, soda. I don't I don't know. It changes. There's no like yeah. But uh, there is one time where she legitimately microwaved hot dogs at home and then brought them. What? Them. <laughs> just, she's got just, a steaming purse and she's just, sneaking it into the. I I think it was because like we were seeing like a movie at like seven, like we're seeing a night, and so she didn't have time to actually eat the food and she didn't want to buy food at the movie theater, so she stopped at home. She got some hot dogs real quick. There's a line to, to like, draw, go. Dan. Yeah, there is a line that you got to draw. I would never do that. Yeah. But it also brings me back to the point that. I feel like we'd sneak in a lot more if we actually had like purses. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. That is percent. <laughs> guys would be gangsters at it. Yeah. Guys would be absolute Sir, what's that purse? Actually we should just start doing it now. That should be right. the trend. Purses purses in movies. Yeah. For guys. Man right, bags for sure. Yeah, why why are you searching my bag? You should search her bag too. That's my movie purse. Right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's my movie purse. Or just bring in a backpack. There we actually, go. Pop not soda endorse, endorses movie purses what for about males. Movie fanny pads. Also Do you a good think one. think they would shut the fanny pad. Uh, no, nah, because I'm putting that right on top, right on top, <laughs> right on top of the package. It's, yep. it's saying, "Go ahead, Brian, pat me down, bro." Brian, it's Gucci belt, and then the the fanny pad right on top. Of yeah, yeah that exactly. kid has not been properly trained to do that pat down <laughs> yeah, right. on those. You are not items. prepared to feel what you're about yeah. to feel. Yeah. Talking about Shout sneaking items in, though, somebody that is infamous for sneaking items in is now on the cover of Madden <laughs> 2000. Brian broke the damn spinner. <laughs> Damn it. There's just this clink that goes <laughs> off in the in studio. And, yeah, Brian broke the damn spinner right now. But, hey, talking about people sneaking we're in. We're talking about cheaters? Oh, we're talking about cheaters. Um, Tom Brady named on two th- Madden's 2017 video 18. game cover. 2018. 2018. Sorry, 2018 cover. Um, if you guys don't know, there is an infamous curse travels around the madden curse it is the madden curse and it follows every single person nearly yeah nearly every single person it started back in i think 98 or so so it's been going on for nearly 20 years now mm-hmm. um i think the first guy like broke his ankle or something like I that mean, michael Vick broke his leg yeah i mean everybody xander like doesn't play in the league anymore yeah um i think the only person to avoid it may have been like larry fitzgerald that's true. Larry Fitzgerald um, was good. But you know but what? But he was on a double yeah. cover with Troy Polamalu, I'm pretty sure, and then Troy got hurt. What's crazy about the curse, too, is it's never really, from what I can tell, like character stuff. It's always like a physical, this might ruin your career kind of injury. Yeah. It, it, it's never some, well, yeah, he, he ran over some people, like he got a, drunk, he you know did anything. It, it was It's always a physical injury that is going to impale your career. Yeah, they did like a Sports Center special, gosh, maybe like eight years ago about it. And a lot of the guys that were working for EA were Patriots fans, and so they made a joke how they would never put Tom Brady on the cover. So I'm guessing they all got fired. Um, 
or this is just karma coming back for Tom Brady because I have never rooted for a Madden curse, but this year I am. I was going to say, I thought it was Gronk. That was on it last year. He was. And it was. Yeah. And And the fact that the Patriots did two covers in a row. Yeah, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. That's complete bullshit. And I think this is the first year the fans didn't vote on it because the last few years they've been up for fan votes. Right. So, like, I think Gronk beat out Antonio Brown last year. No, that was actually... That was two years ago? Was yeah, that, that ago? Yeah, was I think that, yeah. 2014. Was Antonio Brown? Yeah. Did he uh, get hurt? He did not, but oh, but Beckham. Beckham did. Oh, that's right. Beckham, Gronk got hurt last year. Um, I mean, this thing well, goes back. <clears throat> uh, Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis was on the <laughs> oh, cover. Yeah. Dude doesn't play in the NFL right. anymore. Like, he got a staph infection and almost died. Adrian Peterson. He beat his kid. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he also broke his leg. Troy Polamalu, curse. Yeah, he got Fitz, hurt. curse. Um, well, I'll say this. Eddie you know, George even, got hurt. Ray Lewis got hurt. Michael Vick got hurt. Yeah. ton of guys. Well, Steve um, McNair was never on the cover, thank God. But Has there ever been be. like a curse in any other like video game sports franchise? Like, no. Like no. no. Pro surfing, like somebody keeps getting eaten by sharks or something like that? Well, no, because like if they had a pro surfing game, it would be Kelly Slater on the cover every year. It's like Tony Hawk. That's true. Tony yeah, Hawk was the only Kelly guy Slater. on the cover every year. Um, well, I, I just want to say this. So... I do have a feeling Tom Brady is going to get hurt this year. Oh, I can't wait. And I don't think it's going to be necessarily from the cover. Is your gut rooting for it, Brian? No, I never okay, root for okay, a guy okay. to get hurt. Um, you root for me to get hurt all the time. I never root for a professional athlete to get hurt. <laughs> because People he cares about it's like a completely different right, story. That's like their livelihood, you know? Um, <laughs> you who gives a shit. Uh, but he... D- but Brady recorded this, you know, funny little promo, like, hey, guys, I'm on the cover of Madden. And he's walking I, around in a bubble. Uh, well, no, there's another oh, there's one. there's another one? There's another one. Uh, it's actually kind of funny, but he breaks a mirror. Walks under a ladder. Walks under a ladder. Uh, opens an umbrella inside. inside. Just just is really giving a middle finger to, you know, karma or Did he kick whatever. a leprechaun? I feel like that's one of them. Kicking a leprechaun yeah. is bad luck. If you punt a leprechaun is bad luck. I would probably agree. Yes, yeah. I feel like that can't be good luck. <laughs> Punting a leprechaun? No, somebody that holds luck, I I do not think kicking them in the face would be a good decision. If yeah. <laughs> the owner of luck, yeah, would, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then Will is going to come back and just haunt your dreams um, and kill you. Well, and he did make another video of him coming to a board meeting. And he's wearing like a bubble around his torso, and talking about how he's gonna be fine, and that they shouldn't like they should relax because it's team TB. Tom Brady, I don't know. If this I want to know like, okay, does Madden get any sort of kickback for this other commercial marketing that he's making on no, other products? No, because I think this is they didn't show the cover. Okay, right, exactly. So like this whole appeal of him breaking a curse Madden is actually very Let's profitable. Madden doesn't need more money. Yeah, but it's very profitable for Tom Brady because he can venture into a lot of markets now and do this bullshit. Uh, I break curses kind of thing and. Yeah. Sell shoes, Wait, sell air mattresses. Was Peyton Manning ever on the cover? He was, yeah. 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 He, and he had, he had like a, uh, he didn't, but he had a very um, poor season, subpar yeah. season Calvin because Johnson, of that. Calvin Johnson, yeah. who retired. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I will say that it couldn't happen to a better guy. 
Yeah, congrats, Tom. Yeah, hopefully we Good can. Good luck, uh, bro. Yeah, hopefully we can uh, review this episode. I'd say like six months from now, and just uh, reflect back on uh, the decision of Tom Brady but being you know put on the Madden I mean, cover. Yeah, if he gets hurt, or if Giselle leaves him, or he gets his odds wet, just that something happens to him. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Boston. Yeah, we'll let that. Fuck you. We'll let that side. You've had enough success uh, recently. I, I, mean, I also can't wait for Pass my, my buddy Terry, who will listen to this episode, um, because he's a Boston fan, even though he grew up in uh, Los Angeles area. He's lied that he said he's from Boston. Mm. Like we worked at Disneyland, and you put your hometown on your name tag. Oh, those are the worst. And so you know, I I had you know Lakewood because that was the suburb of mommy we lived in, and he put Boston, and he came up with this whole fake story about this neighborhood that he lived in, all that kind of stuff. That's disgusting. Yeah, so that is putting disgusting. him on blast. Oh, completely because we've been friends since kindergarten. So that's I, like I can. that sounds like the origin story of a villain. Oh yeah, in yeah, a yeah. comic book series. He would be. He's, yeah. you know, and you know what? He probably kind of looks like Mr. Glass from Unbreakable right now. Oh shit! So, yeah, but blacking he, in a wheelchair. Not in a wheelchair. That's the end of the movie. It's talking about the beginning of the movie. Oh, the beginning of the where movie. where he's got the fro and okay, shady as fuck. Yeah, the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. he's a Boston fan. I mean, what's more shady? Than I that? would say racist too, but if he's black, it's yeah. gonna be hard. Well, my my Boston condolences. fans, Boston fans. Just yes, my condolences, Boston fans. Um, Great series against the Wizards, but unfortunately, <laughs> you, you ran into this guy named LeBron James, who's this is going to do some bad things to you. Yeah, and like but said, hey, there's always the draft. There's always that number one pick. Shouldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, I got a I got a question for you guys. Do you think Kurt Schilling shows up any any more before Monday in this episode release? I hate him. Kurt I Schilling. Hate Kurt Schilling. Just just talking about. I guess he uh, Adam. Whatever I uh, was talking about the racism in Boston. Oh, Adam Jones. He's, Adam Jones. Adam and Jones. Kurt, Kurt last Schilling. week said that while he was at Fenway, fans were yelling racial slurs. Which there is video. There is video. And that. He, and then Kurt Schilling goes on Boston radio, Boston Red Sox radio yeah. today, uh, Wednesday, where we're recording, and says that uh, he thinks Adam Jones is making up a story. Yeah, because he oh said that God. last week too. <laughs> so, he's like, oh, I'm he's just curious. Yeah, I'm. I'm just curious to well, know if Kurt you know Schilling that Kurt Schilling got anymore. dropped by ESPN because of some racist. Yeah, Kurt Schilling's a piece of shit yeah. who doesn't deserve that MVP. By the way, right? Wasn't he with 989 Studios, the video game? Yeah, he yeah, dun- he literally dumped too. all of his all of his life earnings yeah. into developing a new baseball video game to compete against the show. And it lost. And, and they didn't, yeah. And guess what? Couldn't happen to a better guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. Right there. Exactly. That's going to be the, uh, that's going to be the theme of our episode. Yeah. Right. Couldn't yeah, happen to a better guy. guy. And shout out to Adam Jones, San Diego kid. Stellar dude. Morse on, high school. On my fantasy baseball team. Killing it. Yeah. All right. Let's do this really quick before we wrap up this episode because Dan and I are going to see it tonight. Brian has utterly refused to watch this movie, but couldn't happen to a better guy. That's the theme of tonight. Who's going to go first in Alien Covenant? Brett. Couldn't happen to a better guy? Uh, Billy Crudup. Billy Crudup. Couldn't happen to a better guy. All right. How about you? I mean, sorry, Eric Bana. (laughs) Damn. I almost fell for that. I almost fell for that. I'm going to say Fastbender. Fastbender couldn't happen to Which a better fastbender? guy. That's bullshit. I I refuse that. Are we talking Walter? Yes. Or are we talking? 
All right, yeah, Brian. Brian's ambiguous. All right, all right. Yes. Couldn't happen to a better guy. I am going to put it down. I love him to death, but Danny McBride. Couldn't oh, happen no. to a better guy. He's going to be the final, <laughs> first to die. He's going to be the. To he's going to be the final girl, bro. I mean, if I hope, I hope, because he could carry a very uninteresting yeah. plot if that's well, how it goes. Well, looks like he's a pilot, so I got to imagine Idris's. He's, he's gonna like have, an Idris, right? He's going to have to survive until at least. Hopefully, he's got end. some more character arc than Idris, though. <laughs> all all Idris' oh, character arc was this. You like, weren't southern, unimpressed with this southern, Idris Elba's character this arc in Prometheus? This electronic I'm a badass motherfucker. And hey. that he fucked uh, Charlize Theron. Don't that forget that he plays arc. the. Uh, I said the, that. The electric accordion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. But he, there was no art. Yeah. It was the art that he was like, mm, white woman. If cool. You're going to be with the one you love. <laughs> yep. I totally remember that. Oh, oh God. Well, I love keeping that line in Prometheus. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For tuning in to this episode of Pop Not Soda, if you miss us throughout the week, you can find us on Twitter at our show account, Pop underscore Not Soda. Brian is at B Owens 619. Brett is at Nieces Pieces, and I'm at Paper Champion DP. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, backslash Pop Not Soda Official. And every Monday, just like this episode, you can find new episodes at popnotsoda.podme.com and on iTunes podcast, keyword Pop Not Soda. And shout out to Doug for coming on last week too. Yes, Doug great episode from Society, uh, ladies Brew and gentlemen. Co. Yeah, if you haven't gone to Society Brewing again, go ahead and check them out. We have a good guest list in line for the next month and a half or two, so stay tuned for our bringing episodes. Yeah, we are bringing the guests. We've got a musician. We have a vet that's come on. He recently won award an award in San Diego. So um, stitching up those dogs. Yeah, to pick up Brian's slack. Yeah. Has been a have it on these episodes. Ooh. I don't know why, but I just decided to pitch on you today. Shade. Damn. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to have to step in and uh, kind of separate you two. Um, well, I think he's just upset about his premature spinner. No, no. Hey. I lasted the longest. If I need to put anybody on paid administrative leave, <laughs> let me know. Um, <laughs> we will go back. We will see you next week. And uh, that is us. Catch you on the flip side. Is it us? It's me. And me. Fuck you, Dan. <laughs> <I guess that. laughs>